Thank you for tuning in to the 75th Chamber. This is Mike, and welcome to episode 25. Well, it looks as if Russia's flexing its muscle when it comes to Ukraine. But is it just a flex, or will they invade? Is there more to this than the media is telling us? Well, let's talk. We're in the window uh, when a Russian invasion can start at any time, if President Putin so decides. That includes in the coming days. We don't know whether President Putin has made that decision, but we do know that he has put in place the capacity uh, to act on very short notice. So all eyes are on Russia's military buildup around Ukraine. There are no exact numbers, but U.S. intel claims Russia has 100,000 troops assembled around the borders. In two weeks, they went from 60 to 83 battalions, with 14 more en route. The U.S. ordered all Americans out of Ukraine, and as I'm speaking, Putin has told his military that they are invading. And I'm not sure who gave this day, but it might start as soon as Tuesday. From what I'm hearing, the U.S. will be sending 6,000 troops from the 82nd Airborne to Poland, on top of the possible 80,000 troops already stationed in Europe, along with four B-52 bombers with nuke warheads. It was just days ago, Putin basically threatened Europe with nuclear war if NATO invokes Article 5. It would be the second time in history NATO would invoke that article. The first time they did that was on 9-11. So invoking Article 5 would activate 30 NATO countries. Russia knows they cannot defeat NATO in a conventional war, so this is why he mentioned the nukes. Now let's put this into perspective. Russia has 4,350 nuke warheads, while the U.S. has 3,800. Russia and the U.S. have the same number of strategic warheads at 1,600. But nobody knows for sure if these numbers are actually accurate. Now, the scariest part about the nuke threat is now he put the entire world on alert, especially the 14 countries that either possess or host nuclear warheads. Now, I want to think that Putin is bluffing. He's a very smart man, he's not stupid at all. But if he gives in, his generals and hardline Soviet Russians could oust him. If NATO gives in, they abandon a small country, and all our enemies see they can take advantage of us. Now, I'm not sure if Biden even knows what's going on, but he's heading to Camp David now. I don't have faith in his generals, and after Iraq, I don't have faith in their intel. Now, the world is going to be watching on how the U.S. responds. This is the ultimate test to see if we're still a superpower. Russia slowly recovered from the Cold War defeat, and Russia became the largest modern superpower. Meanwhile, the U.S. bled itself dry. We embarrassed ourselves by withdrawing from Afghanistan, and soon we're going to renew the nuclear deal that we had with Iran that Trump walked away from. I hate to admit it, but our young country is falling, and Russia knows it. And it wasn't caused by any other country. It was caused by our own politicians who just happened to be in power and believe in China's communist rule. It makes me wonder, maybe this was the plan the entire time. In reading some of the articles in the mainstream media, I kind of laugh. I just find it ironic that U.S. officials are claiming that Russia is looking for a false flag and might use crisis actors to stage a pretext for war. If you're a truth, you might get a chuckle out of those words. Something they once claimed as a conspiracy is now fact? It really makes me wonder how deep the CIA is in all of this. Now, let's talk about the Ukrainian people. They were once part of the USSR. They know what it's like to live under communist rule. 
These people will risk their lives to keep Russia out. Now Russia can invade and take over with no issues, but can they hold the fort down in the long run? Because the Ukrainian people are brave and know what war is about. They lived it their entire lives. They're familiar with the land and will fight back. Russia knows this very well. Russia also knows that it's very difficult to take over a country. They tried it in Afghanistan and lost to Bin Laden and the CIA, and all they had was weapons from World War II and horseback. Losing that war became the destruction of the USSR. Russia has taken a huge chance invading a country that's soon to be in sub-zero conditions. Now, Putin also knows that if NATO sends its full force, his people will be crushed. But NATO's not going to do that, and I'll talk about that more right after this. The U.S. has troops assembling in Poland and Romania. How many will be used in combat in Ukraine is unknown. But only 6,000 troops? Granted, there's 80,000 on standby in Europe, but 6,000 troops against Russia's 100,000 that are invading? It's a fucking bloodbath, a suicide mission. But sadly, in war, that's the plan. We saw it in the past in Berlin. For Russia to advance, they have to kill those 6,000 troops. Killing them would outrage the U.S., and everyone in Washington would start approving funding to go to war with Russia. There would be absolutely no opposition because they killed those 6,000 troops. Then, without a doubt, NATO would have to invoke Article 5, and at that point, we're at a world war. So the U.S. is baiting in Russia, and Russia's doing the same thing to the U.S., what Russia can do without provoking a large war is take control of Ukraine, then threaten to go into Poland and Romania. This would then spark negotiations of land and settlement. Russia would end up with most of Ukraine and some other areas of land, and establish a small buffering zone to keep NATO out. And that's essentially what they want. These settlements would be neutral, they would have neither NATO or Russia inside them. Now at this point, NATO would have to agree to prevent more bloodshed that already took place for Russia to get in that position anyway. It would be a much better compromise than losing Poland and Romania and having Russian forces even closer to European superpowers. Now I hope I'm right. I honestly don't see a large-scale war in our future over Ukraine. The U.S. has won for five in the past five wars. And that's not because we're weak. We're very strong. It's because we have poor planning. And Russia knows this, and they're backing us into horrible planning. The U.S. and NATO will have to give in and make it look as if Russia backed off. Sanctions against Putin will just make him drop the U.S. dollar, and that's something he wanted to do for many years. Putin knows he's up against the weakest U.S. president in modern history. And actual sanctions will do nothing to him. The Russian elites will still be buying land up in Florida. They will still be trading stocks on Wall Street. And their kids will still be going to American schools. And why is that? Because our president is weak. So do you honestly think more sanctions on Putin is going to scare him away? He doesn't give a shit about sanctions. He gives a shit about power. Now as for us, the people of the United States... We need to vote Biden out of office and put in a strong president that isn't afraid of our enemies. One that can say enough is enough. One that can rally the country without fear. 
one that will not bow down to communists or allow any communists into political office. In fact, jail or hang any politician taking money from communists to damage our country any further. And in my honest opinion, 90% of them are bought and paid for by China. You know, Putin really put us in a bad position, and the world is watching to see how we handle it. It is so difficult for me or anyone else to give a prediction on how this is all going to work out. I hope to God France can negotiate something quickly. If not, we will see a global impact that will be difficult to recover from, as if COVID hasn't done enough to us. I thank you for listening in. I know it was a short one, but this is something that we really have to watch. And I will be doing that in the coming days, weeks, and months ahead and report right back to you on what I think is going on. Now please, if you can, Google us, 75th Chamber Podcast and Store. Pick up a shirt, an item, show some support to keep us going. Again, I thank you, stay blessed, and stay safe.